0: Have you ordered Strava craft coffee yet? The delicious CBD infused coffee from our friends at Strava. Check it out. Let them know that we sent you use code DNVR25 at checkout to get 25% off your order or use code DNVR25 when you sign up to their subscription service and get 20% off every order every time. And you chose what that order is, what dosage, what flavor when it comes every two, four, six, eight weeks. Uh, Strava Craft Coffee, it's the best. It'll leave you honking like a goose. Get that good CBD up in your life with our friends at Strava.
1: (laughs) What is up, everybody? And welcome into the DNBR Nuggets podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook right there to the left shoulder of Brendan Boat floating uh, right there in his room. Can you guys, is the music on? Can we hear it? Is everything everything off to a great start here? We're doing you can uh, I can right, hear okay. it in
2: the background. I can hear it. I can hear it. Okay, there you go.
1: Uh, we're doing this over StreamYard today. Should be a good one. We got two prospects to talk about. Not going to lie. Don't want to bury the lead. A little meh on both prospects. Oh, Harrison- don't, don't, don't speak for all of us, Adam. <laughs> well, I am speaking for myself. I know where Harrison is because he was hyping this guy up all day yesterday, all day today. I know you're excited. The man with the wind in his hair but hidden behind it. You got a fresh cut and he threw a hat on? What's, what's going on here? It's been a slow morning for me,
2: just like diving deep into these prospects, man, just combing through binders and binders of notes. Um, uh, binders, wow. He, yeah. he couldn't even
0: I find th- his hair gel just buried underneath all that data. Yeah, I love it's that he just also been, called it yeah. morning.
1: It's definitely two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> we are so pathetic.
0: Close. Yeah. So close. And then a man who's been up since the crack of dawn. At That's Freddy's right. Boat uh when i got up at the crack of dawn actually then fell right back asleep that's my usual pattern uh happy to be here though let's break down second some prospects.
1: sleep is the best sleep if you oh, like if best. you wake up really early to, and you have to do like a couple hours of work and then you go back to bed that's second sleep <laughs> oh it hits every, so good every, every minute of second sleep is like six minutes of regular sleep that's just science it Google is science it. and drunk sleep is like one eighth of a regular sleep so if you yes. slept 24 hours after like a binge a night that's of right. bingeing, it's like three maybe three hours of actual sleep you got high sleep better than all sleeps though. that's it's right high It's high high like high.
0: 10 10 to 1 ratio yeah.
1: you know i looked this up because i was so curious not true actually it's terrible sleep it's really i don't really, believe it's that really, it's really but you don't fall under REM sleep when uh after after uh Assuming we're talking about the very legalized marijuana
0: here in the United States. I think it's just that some Absolutely. people get to a point where they can't fall asleep without it. But.
1: <laughs> some people. Um, some we got a barbed door. We've got a... You're good. Um, so, so far, we're on the comment section. Off to a really hot start today. Guys, I'm excited. We have some breaking news. And Whoa. I'm talking some wow. major breaking news vladko oh boy. has a new photo out and my my god, god. damn Look at this thing come on thing guys this is i'm not even joking this is the best vladko photo we've ever had is
2: that what? better than the potentially uh photoshopped one from the bubble yes
1: yes this <laughs> one's not photoshopped. these are real muscles <laughs> I mean, look at,
0: look at, he looks so happy. It's a close hey, up. The one in the bubble, he wasn't even close up. Vlaco claims that's a real photo, by the way. That photo shot. One of the up. bubble. Yeah. But uh, that's incredible. What a glow up for Vlaco. That's like the a- guy, that's the look of a guy who just
2: stepped foot inside the Olympic Village for the first time. Oh, wow. <laughs> he knew what he was training for. He's in the doors. He's taking in his surroundings. This is honestly,
1: this might be like the number one target of the Olympic Village, if we're being yeah. fully honest right oh, here. I mean, This on. is Mr. Still
0: Your Girl right here. I mean, my God. That that Isn't quiet it? boy next door charm. But, whoa, watch out. He's been oh,
1: totally, town. totally Mr. Respectful but. You know, say something, you know, You you hoot and holler at his girl walking down the street, he's going to kick your ass. I mean, this guy this guy is incredible. Honest to God, though, all jokes aside, we always do muscle watching the off-season in a male form corner, but I'm looking at this dude. Is somebody uh, a lead whacker right outside their building? Yeah, what's going uh. on?
2: Yeah, I think that's me, actually. The, the good folks over here are...
1: It's actually a uh, one of those blowers, one of those leaf blowers. Oh, that's okay. All right, one of those blowers. (laughs) Um, No, but in all seriousness, man, like this—he really does look like in the best shape. I, I am continuing. The price of Vladko, what are the Vladgo bandwagon tickets? They're they're so expensive right now. They're so high, but I still think you should hop on because they're only going to get more high after this Olympics.
0: Vladko is so primed for like, like a. Not not just the current fan favorite Harrison. This is so hard but, to work <laughs> this over. Is so on brand, um, too. <laughs> but like a lasting cult hero, like the Hall of Cult Hero in Denver. Flacco's got a chance to work his way in there. Um, the stock's rising on the court, off the court. This is like a Gordon Hayward esque uh, glow up, man. There was like a, uh, uh, I don't know, just just more innocent, wet behind the ears Flacco not too long ago, and now that's like an international symbol of. Uh, male form corner, incredible stuff. <laughs> it is the
1: international symbol of male form corner. Um, Harrison had a good joke. I'm going to steal it unless you use it. No,
2: I mean you guys know the joke, but like, there's no cardboard bed in the Olympic Village that's stopping that. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> uh. Those beds don't stand a chance. They don't uh. stand a
1: chance for <laughs> Olympic Vladko, the stuff of legends. Um, kind of underwhelming follow-up. We got a, also got a photo of a Nugget who is in town in Denver working out. Aaron Gordon, uh, usually a, a perfect specimen of, of the male form, but compared to Vlatko, I'm sorry. It's just it's <laughs> underwhelming. I mean, I love Aaron Gordon. I think he's an incredible athlete. But this photo pales in comparison to the last one.
2: Yeah, like if you're the Nuggets uh... – Media team, you gotta do a little editing on this. Like, right. you gotta right. you gotta throw a couple filters on there. You gotta bring out the contrast, show the muscle definition a little more.
1: Um, but yeah. he is in uh he is. In full I like that finance. you blame the photographer for this. This is my move. Whenever I get a bad photo, it's the photographer. Yeah.
2: He is in total summer vibes though, with the hair out.
0: Huh. The, the smile. He's always smiling, Aaron Gordon. Do you guys notice that? Seems like a happy fellow. The lighting, though, like this is a tough tough pick tough lighting and like i don't know if that's photoshopped for vlaco but it it, it is kind of sh- set up just to get catch the muscles you know what i mean like if I, aaron's yeah. in a dark room with the right lighting maybe touched up a little bit i bet it looks just as good
1: you're right. Look at the, the lighting, dark background, shadows of every crevice. Yeah, And then here, just bright, whatever. Um, That being said, this is a better photo than anything I've ever taken of myself. So this is right. I, very, very good. <laughs> um, Eric's not here, but I'll go ahead and say it for him. We, uh, we, we do have long hair. The long-haired version of Aaron Gordon is back. I don't know if that's a bad sign, a good sign. It's um, a summer.
2: It's a summer vibe.
1: It's definitely a summer vibe. My God, your mic is all over the place. Let me see if I can adjust this. all right talk for me harrison uh is is that too loud oh i think that's too loud yeah how's that (laughs) it's coming in hot coming in hot here does that sound Um, better yeah that sounds i mean sounds fine whatever
2: yeah Um, okay we'll deal with it we'll deal with it
1: we also have sort of some some interesting news here i want to pull us to let me see if i can share my screen here we don't have you know producer kale out sick hopefully he gets back very very quickly so um Sadly, uh, I'm producing and hosting here today. But we got this news today that the NFL has informed teams that if they uh, a game cannot be rescheduled during the 18-week season um, because of a COVID outbreak amongst unvaccinated players, the team will forfeit and be credited with a loss for playoff seating. So this is kind of crazy. Like, this is kind of big. We've talked about we, – we just went through the year of COVID, right? And, we of course, the Broncos were the one team that, like, Lost all of their quarterbacks, and the NFL is like, "So sorry, play anyway." <laughs> yeah. But this next year, it sounds like that's the official policy. Everybody, everybody knows, and and you know, you go, it goes on to say here, um, teams are responsible for any canceled games because, again, it's unvaccinated players or staff, and will be responsible for financial losses in uh, subject to potential discipline. So they're like really taking this tough stance here. At least that, that they're indicating that they are. Um, in talking about if you don't get your vaccine and you end up getting COVID and it and the it spread to the team, and, and you know, we have to do this or that. We're not making up games this year. You just lose, your team loses, and they're sort of trying to, it sounds like put the pressure on every player to get vaccinated because that's just too much of a logistical nightmare to go through otherwise. Now, they did say if you do have the vaccine and you get it, you still have to get two negative tests within a 24-hour period. So it's not like right. you could still miss. But they're just kind of doing the thing where it's like, we're not going to blame you. We're not going to hold you responsible if you got vaccinated. I'm going to start with you, Harrison. What do you think of this policy? I mean, it's it, it's wild.
2: I can't believe the NFL uh, yeah. is doing it. But um, look, money talks in the end. And the outcome of oh. games that have to be canceled or rescheduled is money. And the right. NFL is pretty much saying if you're – like the NFL is pretty much saying you have to get vaccinated without just coming out and saying right. you have to get vaccinated. Um, well, so I like I'm, they
1: can't say it. I mean, I can't force right. guys to, to get vaccinated, but they can levy this penalty. If you, you know, it's your risk. If you're going to risk it, it's a huge penalty and peer pressure, by the way, creating peer pressure.
2: Yeah. Right. I do wonder though, the NFL is the first league to do this. Now that one league has come out and said it in some language, are the other leagues like, huh? maybe we should put out some language like that.
0: Yeah. I wonder how much more complicated that gets. Like the more games there are in the season, right? The more possible reschedules you would have to sort of like take into account. Um, You know, at the NFL, it's just, just, it's, it's a, it's a much smaller schedule. So it's a little easier to manage in that sense. Um, I, but I think that's the big point right there that hurricane just brought up. I can't imagine the NBA players association Which just has so much power, Um, right? Yeah, I'd be be really surprised if, because of that many games and that many game checks that could be lost, I'd be surprised if that was approved. I I wouldn't be surprised.
1: I mean, I think there's a tide turning right now. I think amongst this, like we've been in this weird thing. I don't want to get too into like the weeds on this or the politics of it, but you know, we've been in this period like some people pro-vax, some people anti-vax, whatever this or that. But it does seem like there's been a turning of the tide where it's like, okay, now they're starting to get pressure, even from people who were previously opposed to it are now saying, Hey, everybody go out and get, you know, all of you that we've been resisting. It's time. Let's all go do this. And I think some of that has to do with a a third wave that's been hitting Europe and hitting these different places. Colorado fortunately so far, knock on wood has been able to avoid this, this third wave and has generally speaking pretty good backs numbers, but I think that this is what it's kind of signaling. The NFL, which has been a little bit of a, you know, (laughs) they've been a little willy-nilly with some of this stuff now, is like putting the hammer down and saying, no questions asked. This is the tough thing. And I actually think it's going to have a major effect. There's going to be high-profile
0: holdouts, right? I mean, there's been some
1: high-profile people.
0: Have you seen the DeAndre Hopkins tweet? No. Uh, Just today, he said he's – he never thought he would say this, but he's he's – he's rethinking his future in football being put in a position where he has to take the vaccine right Right? Uh,
2: we'll see what deandre hopkins is thinking when he's potentially not getting paid this year about his future in football
1: it's i mean that's that's the whole thing is it's like like you were saying you can't force people to do this but this peer pressure is enormous and right i i wonder if this is the way you make it go away maybe somebody does stand on principle and say oh i'm not doing this or whatever but the NFL is going to move on without him. Like the NFL is bigger than the NBA in terms of like one guy goes down, doesn't matter. what's like we're an entity, we're this big thing. Um, but I do think this might come to the NBA because again, the NBA season doesn't start for another four months. And by the way, the NBA season begins the summer months, and generally speaking, kind of dips. You know, the case cases and everything dip a little bit. The winter, of course, everybody goes back indoors. I have a feeling that the NBA is going to implement this, the same policy saying, Hey, if you miss for this, we're going. if it's not the same policy, it's going to be something of if you miss because you're unvaccinated and you pick it up, it's like a really long wait period. But if you have it like Chris Paul or, you know, this or that, we're going to try to shorten that length as, as, as to make it as short as possible. And it really will, I think, have an impact on, on teams and, and their playoff seating. So to me, yeah, I feel a turning of the tide. If the NFL is doing it, I think the other ones will follow some degree. I
2: think what you're also going to see is, free agents who are like trying to get signed by teams. I don't know how privy, you know, individual teams are going to be to which free agent is vaccinated, which one isn't. But Ooh, if you had, if you nice. had a choice between signing a guy who's vaccinated versus a guy who isn't and they're pretty much the same player at a similar dollar amount, you're going with the vaccinated guy every single time. Right. So there's that aspect too. The other one that that vote, vote brought up which I thought was kind of interesting was The NFL has a historically weak players association. Like that players association just gets walked over every collective bargaining agreement time and time again. The NBA has a very strong one. So if it got passed pretty easily in the NFL, I maybe could see some resistance in the NBA. I I
1: I could see a little bit. Here's why I can't. When we saw LeBron do his thing where he was, you know – oh, I tried to tell them, I tried to do this or that, but at the end they agreed to the terms or whatever. And I think the this is as strong as a players' union as they have. The money still talks and the money's great, especially for the people like LeBron and Chris Paul who have loud voices in that Players Association. So to me, I don't know that this is going to be able to be a thing that Players Association can push back on. I think they're going to say, hey, if we don't do this, we risk an enormous amount of money, and we can't. We've done this for two years. We can't keep moving the schedule around. This is our schedule, and there's no changing it. You miss out, it's a loss. It's an L. And um, so I don't know. I think as we saw last year, the Strong Players Association still chose money over what they thought was the safe way to do it or this or that. And it's going to come down to the exact same option. They're going to take it again. So that's my take on it. we got to move on, though. We do have updated odds next year. The the finals just ended, guys. They just ended. So it's time to turn our attention to next year and speculate about who's going to win in DraftKings has just unveiled their odds for next season. Let's take a look. The Brooklyn Nets are the favorites, plus 200. The Lakers, plus 525 right after them. The Bucks, who just won it, all the way down at third, plus 900. <laughs> the Warriors are a bit surprising here, plus 1,300, uh, tied with the Phoenix Suns for fourth. The Jazz, plus 1,400. The Clippers, plus 16. 76ers, plus 16. And the Nuggets, after them, the ninth best odds next year at plus 2,000, or 20 to 1. So, if you don't understand how these read, if you bet $100, you know, that, that, that'll that tell you how much you win. So, you bet $100, you win $200 if you get the Nets. If you bet $100, you win $2,000 if you bet on the Denver Nuggets. Harrison, what do you make of these odds? Well, first of all, I'll start with the Denver Nuggets. Do you feel like that's about where they should be ranked? Just not not even thinking about odds, just think about ranked, most likely to win the title.
2: Yeah, I'd say that's about right. Uh, because we don't know what's going to be with Jamal Murray next year. We don't know what the Nuggets are going to get from Jamal Murray. We don't know how he's going to look when he gets back from his injury. Uh, we don't know what percentage he'll be in the playoffs. Like, If you could guarantee me that Jamal Murray is going to be healthy in the playoffs, yeah, the Nuggets should be much higher, but you know, we just don't know. Um, the most interesting odds there for me are the Warriors, for yeah. sure. This, to me, reads like, Vegas is projecting or the good folks at DraftKings are projecting a big trade from the Warriors maybe on draft night maybe a Pascal Siakam or something like that uh, because with their current group no way should be no way should they be plus 1300
1: so i'm going to push back on this i'm curious if you agree vote but if we look at this the the Golden State Warriors had eight more losses than the Denver Nuggets this year which is quite a bit but they were missing Klay Thompson pretty big yeah. piece and they had a bunch of guys like Wiseman and Pascal, all these guys that got better by the end of the year. Um, they also now have the fourth pick, as as you mentioned. They can move Wiseman. They could add a piece. They've got Wiggins as a trade. But like, they do have the ability to get better. But if they just come back as they are, I still think they're a really good team, like as good as a Nuggets roster, this or that. So I don't think it's
0: that crazy that they are fourth. I would probably stop short of jumping them from missing the playoffs to contender status just because – They've added a, a Clay Thompson coming off of injury. But to your point, there's more to it. The improvement of the younger core. Um, I think they'll be a much better team. And I think they will compete for that sort of four, five, six range. Uh, I it does seem a little bit more like like almost out of respect, right? I mean, we don't really know what those three will look like when they're healthy together again. But it's I guess it's safe to assume they'll look so good because that's what they've done. Um they've never not looked good. Right, right. But look, it's that's that's a lot of impact to ask one guy and clay to really have. And and Draymond is certainly um, on the decline here with regards to what he provides offensively, at least. So I don't I would stop short of saying that they're in my contender group, but they're they're a dangerous team. Here's a, here's a
1: fun hypothetical. Let's say the Nuggets well, it's not really that fun, actually. It's kind of a miserable hypothetical. Let's say the Nuggets next year don't have Jamal Murray the whole year. He has a setback, misses the whole season. And so, they have the exact same season as the Warriors. They win. They're the eighth seed. They go to the play-in, and they don't make it. Would you feel confident about the Nuggets the following year with a fully healthy Murray back? Like Because th- that's kind of the situation we have here. Would you kind of throw out and say,
0: well, last year doesn't count. The previous years are the ones that really tell us who they are. Um, yeah, I guess I just have a hard time seeing this Nuggets team falling. I mean, the other thing is there's Will Barton who – like that Mm. also factors into these odds, right? If Murray's out all year and they lose Will, I mean, it's going to be hard to view them that way. Um, Do you think they get a little
1: bump if Will Barton resigns?
0: Maybe. I mean, not a big one, but um, I I just think that those are compounding factors where you just look at Denver and go, that's a question mark. And so at 2,000, they're kind of right on the outside, right? If things break their way, then you're going to see those odds slide up and they make a lot of sense in those top four, top five. Yeah.
1: Harrison, is there anybody on here that you feel are very undervalued or overvalued? <laughs> uh,
2: the Jazz are going to be really good again next season and probably have a very similar team. Now, and. they if you bet money on the Jazz to win the title, that bet will look great in the regular season because I'm sure they'll be great in the regular season. And then you'll start to get a little nervous in the playoffs. Oh, but,
1: I, like, I like this strategy. Bet the Jazz hard and then sell. Take the buyout yeah. in, like, February. Because
2: if you place that bet now, for the next, like, seven months, you're going to feel great. <laughs> you're going to be on top of the world. And then maybe you can take that buyout before the playoffs start.
1: Well, it's funny because I was talking to, to my gambling buddy, Tony, when the Nuggets got Aaron Gordon and were just destroying before everything kind of fell apart. And he he bought heavy into the Nuggets to win the title and to win the West. And oh, I, I remember. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. He, he bet pretty hard and i was like okay you really think they'll win he goes i like the odds and they're going to offer a buyout like come second round they're going to offer a huge buyout and that's when i'll cash out like and i was thinking like yeah that's kind of smart you know <laughs> right now they're so they were like a five or six seed if they make it to the second round they're a top four team and probably rolling so it made sense there vote is there somebody here you feel is over or undervalued
0: yeah uh philly i think philly is too high <laughs> I'm serious. Um, They got a lot going on to figure out here with Ben Simmons, not the biggest free agent situation, but Danny, uh, Danny Green, Furcon, Dwight, Mike Scott, these could all, these are all unrestricted free agents. Um, If they all leave that adds up to something Um, that look, this was the, the best team Philly had built to date, right. In terms of completeness, regular season success, not just contingent upon the success of these two guys, arguably i mean maybe the east was just that bad i guess um but well they did they did come within that bounce of getting to the conference finals that is with true. jimmy butler i just thought that this team was just maybe they're like they're i, I thought okay there's like a complete a balance to this roster Darryl Moore is here like i see i see what they're doing um and then they just looked so underwhelming so underwhelming in the playoffs and they've got arguably the biggest question mark of anyone right now in this offseason and ben simmons so Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think they're getting a a boost because they play in the East, um, and the Atlanta Hawks were just in the conference finals. But I I still think they're too high. I know it is kind of funny if you
1: go through here. So you got East, East, and East. And then you got West, 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 West. And I think the next one was Dallas. Like you had a couple coming up right behind them. So a lot of West. And because of that, that's why I am saying it's the Phoenix Suns. Mm. the phoenix suns to me that is the team that is too high they're all they're we're in the afterglow here of this great historic run that won. i'm not trying to take anything away from phoenix they're a really good team everything broke right this year for them to just make it to the finals and then lose yeah yeah um but on top of that they have a lot of question marks like way more question marks than people realize starting with chris paul everybody just assumes he's going to opt into that 45 million dollar deal which most people would do but i don't i have a strong feeling I don't have any inside knowledge. I just have a strong feeling Chris Paul's not in Phoenix next year. I, We'll, we'll see what happens. But so to me, him to be up that high. And then on top of that, you've got some young players behind him that, you know, we'll see if they end up retaining or, or what they end up doing. Um, I could just see that Phoenix being a very good team, but not a true contender team or a fringe contender team next year. Um, so who they were this year before the Lakers got hurt? hundred percent. Like, look, I'm not trying to say, I'm not trying to take anything away from them. Like this happens every yeah. year a team gets hurt, but this year they were the healthiest team. They were like healthy all the way through. So um, I know they lost Sarich. I know they had some, you know, towards the end there, but. That's um, another
0: good point from Hurricane here. The Kawhi status. Um, I, I don't know much about it or how long he'll be out. Or, or he's how out. Well,
1: oh, I mean, it's through. an ACL reco- reco- recovery. Right. So it's going to be just like Jamal. I think. Your most optimistic scenarios would have him coming back at the start of the playoffs. So that's, you know, or, or maybe just slightly, even like really pushing. I don't think this will happen, especially at his age. But maybe he comes back with a couple of weeks before the playoffs. But either way, that probably hurts more than anything. I just don't think he's playing next year. The only difference is plus 16 to plus 13 compared to Phoenix. Without Kawhi Leonard, they were pretty much that's pretty much what they were. They were challenging Phoenix, just slightly below him. So right, right. I don't know. Um, yeah. let's hit our first break. On the other side of the break, though, we do have uh who should we do first? Who are we doing? Uh we'll do Bones. We'll do Bones Highland Bones Bones Tice prospecting in a guy with one of if not the single best name in the draft.
2: There is some guy. I can't if believe D line's not on for the Bones Highland preview. Oh, How dare God. he? we're doing this for him uh we here at dnvr are now sponsored by ball across the entire dnvr network yes as in ball arena as where the nuggets play as also in the aerospace technology company also as in the world's largest aluminum cannon packaging manufacturer I didn't know this about Ball before we linked up with them, but they've been leading global sustainability efforts for decades. In 2018 and 2019, Ball Aerospace developed image surveillance systems to observe natural resources from space and methane, ozone, even land and water use. By 2030, Ball aims to reduce operational carbon emissions by 55% and across their value chain by 16% from 2017 levels. They are also, of course, uh, the... Company that makes cans in 8, 12, and 16-ounce sizes for all kinds of liquids. They've got a facility right here in Golden, Colorado, their Golden plant. And they're looking for people to work at their Golden plant. If you want to work for Ball, if you want to work for one of the leaders in global sustainability efforts, check them out. Go to jobs.ball.com, search for Golden, or you can also text GOLDEN to 77222. If you want to work at ball right here at their golden plant, right now on DraftKings, they're getting you ready for the Olympics with an absolute no brainer of a bet. If you've never signed up for DraftKings, what you've got to do is place any pre event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if the USA wins any medal this year. That's 101 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. It's really that simple, guys. Just download the DraftKings app. Use code DNVR. Bet $1 on USA to win one medal this week. Gold, silver, or bronze. Um, they will. And when you do, you're going to cash 100 bucks in free site credits. So make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if the USA wins a medal. That's code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, be sure to call 1-800-522-4700.
1: You almost got it done in time, but about 10 seconds late for the song. Maybe next so time. Close. So close, Wendy. I see a, a conversation going on uh, in the comments right now about the recovery time for Kawhi Leonard. I think it's a bit of a moot point, to be honest. I mean, first of all, Kawhi's not exactly a spring chicken. He's not exactly healthy. So I just, I would be shocked if he rushed back to play in the playoffs. And even if he did, let's like, let's say he's ready by April, which I think is being super aggressive. Even if he's ready by April, I just don't think you're that much of a positive impact player, especially when you're like a main piece. I don't know how much of a positive impact player you are with no sort of setup time. So
2: yeah, I'm I'm a little nervous about just Kawhi's long-term uh, health. Like the, Kawhi's got a lot of miles on him, man. He's had a lot of these weird. Well, I mean, he, he did have a really weird quad injury, of course, back with San Antonio, the ACL. Now he's had a lot of knee and just leg stuff going on. And he just got a lot of miles on his body. So I'm, and he's 30 now. He's on the other side of 30. I'm a little just kind of weary about his long term physical health. So
1: weary. I'm like hyper weary. Um, yeah. Another guy I'm weary about, your guy, Bones Highland. Harrison Wynn's favorite guy. Harrison, I'm going to hand it off to you. You can uh, give us give us the overview first uh, about Bones Highland. Who is he? Where does he come from?
2: Yeah, so Bones Highland is a 6'3 point guard, 6'9 wingspan. He's 20 years old. He spent two years at VCU. He's originally from Delaware, and... Yeah, if you just look at him, like no surprise that his nickname is Bones because he's super skinny. He's really long, really lanky. That's how he's been forever, so that's how he got the nickname. Uh, he The background on him is he grew up in Delaware, came from a really difficult upbringing with like a ton of trauma. Uh, there was an incident following his junior year where he was sleeping in his grandmother's house when it caught on fire. His grandma hmm. and cousin passed away in the fire fire. He had to jump from like a 20-foot high window to get out and tore his patella tendon, couldn't play the next AAU season, Uh, so he kind of fell off the radar for a second, but then came back, had a big-time senior season in high school, was the best player in Delaware, averaged 28 points, actually got recruited by a lot of big-time schools, but stayed loyal to VCU, which was the first school to recruit him. Uh, he's also a part-time rapper. I'd say if he was on the nuggets, he'd be in the top two of rappers <laughs> on the team.
1: So really yeah. good. intel.
2: so he's got a really interesting background, uh, for one, and you guys know I'm a sucker for a good story and he's got a really good one. Uh, the, the kind of skinny on him, the, the first thing that kind of jumps off the screen and his, is his shooting. Like he yeah. is a threat to shoot the three, the Strange. second he crosses half court. He's got Damian Lillard, Steph Curry range. If you go under a screen, he's firing from three. And he's got a really good-looking jumper as well. Uh, And then, you know, when he's kind of around the rim, he seems like he knows how to use his length. Uh, He's, like, good in transition. He can string together a bunch of different dribble moves on the fly. He can take and make tough shots around the rim. He's got, like, nice scoop shots, underhand shots around the rim uh, that the defense doesn't expect. So he's an interesting guy. Um, late first, late, late first, probably a second round pick I'm guessing, but I just like, I I just like how he plays, man. Uh, I like his style for
0: sure.
1: Yeah. What do you think? Uh, give me your take on him here.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, offensively you, you see the skill set right away, right? It's range. It's step backs. It's off the dribble scoring. Um, you know you, you do wonder a little bit about what he looks like at the next level in terms of his position and approach um because he does seem to be a ball in his hands kind of scorer uh, yeah. defensively there's some weakness there but um yeah he kind of reminds me I'm not the first to make this comp it's it's the obvious one but Emmanuel Quickly you can see a little bit of that um there yeah but i think he might be a um His NBA range, I just think he could be a really, really big time shooter. And obviously, I think anyone who's drafting him is hoping that's what they're getting.
1: Yeah. So for me, it's funny you say quickly, I could kind of see it because of like the height. To me, he looks more like a 6'3 Brandon Ingram. And what I mean by (laughs) that is he has like skinny guy tendencies. You know, he's got like really long shins. You know how skinny guys sometimes, like they're just so lengthy? Like he's got a little michael porter said both of the guys we're going to talk about have a little michael porter syndrome to them, where they're like high hip long-legged and so their center of gravity is almost like higher than most players but you can just kind of see the movements it reminds me so much of a of a uh like a brandon ingram because i don't know that he's necessarily quick but he just he's just like got long strides long arms yeah. you know those kinds of things really good shooter i mean we'll see some of the um three-point shots that he takes i mean i i'd be curious to see what some of the numbers are but i'm guessing he takes as deep a threes as anybody um like in college basketball like the percentage of shots that came from well i mean look at these shots he's always at nba range or close to it so you know pretty much without without doubt that he is an nba range shooter because that's just what he's been taking um so he's really interesting in that regard you guys know me by now though that like, I have types of guys I like and types of guys I don't. And this is yeah, this um, is not your guy. This is, is not, not my guy. guy. <laughs> really good. I mean, I think he has some pick and roll scoring to him, too. And as you mentioned, some finishing around the rim is really good. Sometimes when you get skinny guys, they suck at getting into the paint. But he's he's got that. But he's pretty laser focused on scoring. I mean, he's looking at all times to get his shot off. And yeah. really misses some pretty easy reads sometimes. He projects... I, I I just don't know how much vision is a thing that a player can improve over time. I think vision is sort of a, I don't know if it's innate, but I just don't know if you like teach it. Um, he is a gunner. I think it's really difficult. Oh, look at the shot, guys. Look how deep that shot is. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, so many of these just look like it's just every shot he. Um, t- well, not every shot, but so many of the threes he takes are those really really deep ones. So, um, <laughs> the shooting rag. We're just getting to the shooting range portion of this video, and it's it's oh, like baby. It's pretty comical because there are look it into uh, my veins. And, and it's a, all
0: it's like all like step back sidesteps side off the dribble. Step. Just transition
1: pull-ups too. Like he he does all, I mean, look at that one. That's a, a real That's logo three. Ridiculous. So um I think what was he as a career in his career? Yeah, career forty percent. I think he was like forty-three his freshman season on four and a half attempts or something like that. And then I think it dropped to thirty-seven or so his yeah,
2: soft. last year last year he shot 37% from three, but he shot eight threes a game.
1: Yeah, eight three. That's so many, man. Um yeah. he kind of looks like Michael Porter on defense in that you know how Michael Porter Michael Porter's obviously six ten, six eleven, and long, but he's just where his footwork is so slow and it's like it's almost like he's going in slow motion defensively. And I don't know that you could fix that. Um the shot's pretty sweet though the shot is really sweet though and the range is really is really incredible i do
0: wonder you know the handle can be a little loose at times this is a wiry frame not a super strong guy so he finishes well around the rim but how will how well will he get to the rim at the next level you know it's something that's just that much harder to do um will he be reduced to a shooter i'm sure in the early years probably but um I mean, you could definitely, this is, if someone drafts Bones Highland, you know why, you know who they're hoping <laughs> to get, right? Yeah.
1: Uh, Eric has a very inappropriate comment here. He says he has a bit of a boneser.
0: I love how Eric
1: said he was too busy to uh, be on the yep. show today. And, and then, then just it's just in the comments. Shit posting in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> he really just wanted to be in the comments. That's it. <laughs> Let's be honest. He really just wanted to. Uh, Cade, our guy Cade Walker says he thinks his defense is underrated, had a really good um, um, steal, steal rate, rate for a guy that that's not trying to sell out. Um yeah. <laughs> I, I I, don't know. Guarding at the NBA level is just so hard. You guys know I keep talking about this, but there's only like a handful of guys who are even capable of guarding at the NBA level and seeing where he's at at the college level. I'm just like, I don't know, but he does have some length. And that's, that's part of what's, you know, what's so important is just those physical attributes. Here he is. As I mentioned, a lot of times these skinny guys don't get to the rim. He really got creative finishing and good touch. A lot of right-handed stuff. Um, but but he's pretty good. You see how he goes to that right hand even off of like uh, awkward awkward finishes or whatever. Yeah. Just on, uh,
2: he, he is a natural scorer. He's just kind of wired to score. Uh, I was reading Sam Vecini's draft guy that I just put out. Yeah. And he's got that Bones Highland made 36% of his shots from 27 feet and out. So like on really long threes, he's shooting 36%. And here's another stat. Get this. He made about one pull-up transition three per game, and shot them at forty-nine percent. So, like that's on transition point. threes, he shot forty-nine percent, which is crazy.
1: It's so funny. His skill set is is such that, like, some of the stuff that's really important at the next level, like you know, being able to defend strength with amongst NBA athletes, is like it's he's he's a project, a full-on project. But he's so good at shooting and he's so comfortable shooting from deep that it really might not matter all this other stuff. And so yeah. he's one of those guys that three years from now, when he no longer has this 19-year-old body, right. he might just be a guy that's like, why did people pass on bones? He shoots 42% from threes. He's like knockdown shooter.
0: Um, so I don't know. He's kind of – he's just interesting he's, in that way. Harrison, what is he playing at the next level? Is he a point guard? He's a point guard, right? But he doesn't play like a like a floor general, you know?
2: Yeah, well, that's the thing because at VCU, I mean, he would just was the number one guy. Like they put the ball in his hands, and they're like, "All right, we need you to score or create like every time down." So that's why I think, particularly last year at VCU, you probably saw a lot of the stuff where he was like missing reads and not passing because he was just trying to score every time. So I think if you pick him, you can talk yourself into saying okay, like when he's around more talented players and he doesn't have to try to score the ball every time down, you'll be able to see a little more of his game. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like he'll be able to play both backcourt spots or ideally if, if you pick him, he, he's a guy who can play both point guard and shooting guard.
1: This is the weak hands, like sort of like low light reel. I, and it just makes you think. Can you imagine watching him and and MPJ? <laughs> oh, Nobody man. Nobody weak front of the ball. <laughs> uh, so I gotta ask Bones Highline, such such a good name. I always like when people have a nickname as their actual as their first name. Nobody knows him as nashan everybody's Bones. And by the way, Bones is so fitting because he's you know skeletal framed. Um, but so I always I, I feel like that's a huge plus for him. Oh yeah, he goes by Bones, Deuce and Bones. Deuce, just another one, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, uh, the, the other thing,
2: the other reason I'm a huge fan of him is he just seems like a gamer. He just seems like a super competitive dude who's had to like fight for everything he's gotten in basketball so far, and I just think he's kind of a gamer. Um, I I think he's a foxhole
1: type guy. You know what's funny? You know who he kind of reminds me of? Both of these guys today are very similar in that they're both hyper skinny and have like really, you know, some some like nice talents, but they're missing. They have so many gaps. It kind of reminds me of Quincy Miller. I know that was before. I think both of your guys' time with Denver just a little bit, but Quincy Miller was like six ten, could really shoot. You know, had a great one on one game, and you're like, man, if this guy puts it together, he'll be great. He just never put it together, and he was always like terrible on at actual basketball. But I'm <laughs> sure he was a guy that when they did King of the Court, just killed everyone. Um, right. He kind of reminds me of that. Like you see some of these moves, like even on this low light reel where you see some of these crossovers, and you're like, man, he's got. Good moves and good footwork, but he just can't do anything with it. Um, Yeah, that's one of the other knocks on him. He just can't dribble the ball, dribble the air out of the ball at times. Well, watch some of these plays where they like the like pause it, where he goes into four or five defenders and doesn't see the wide open guys, and you think, oh my god, right? There's no feel for the court, no feel for the timing of it. Um,
0: And I I don't know know if this is um like lazy, you know, you know what I mean in terms of archetype description, but I he just in one NBA role you could see for him is that is that sixth man just just come in and light it up, right? right? I mean, I think that's something – he can probably learn to be more than that, but I think that's something with just what you see now, the tools in the box, that's like a, a high-end projection that makes sense, right?
1: Here's the defensive low-light reel, which is really – just really – I mean, just a lot of getting beat off the dribble, but – um you know. By the way, we should say shout out to Adam Spinella who makes these videos. Uh, he was a friend of the show. He was on last week. Really fantastic. If you missed that episode, we talked about a bunch of players, and he scouts these guys way more than any of us on this panel do. So um, definitely worth taking a check. We didn't talk about Bones Highland though at all on the show, but he is the guy Adam Spinella who makes all these videos, and they're great. Some of these, like look at it when he gets beat. Some of these, the defense is really rough, really, really I, rough. I think in these videos you can really overemphasize like really (laughs) bad. That's a little MPJ esque,
2: isn't it? I know some of these are pretty wild. Just like choosing the wrong direction to go, trying to get around the screen. Like that's funny.
1: If everybody missed it, I highly recommend you go back and check out the keeping it 1000 podcast with George Carl just had it last uh, yesterday. It's up on the keeping it 1000 podcast feed. It's up on our YouTube channel as well. If you want to watch the interview, but you know, he's a big advocate for trading the pick you know at, at 26 surprise surprise but i'm telling you you look at videos like this and you go like bones highland do i like him sure is he going to contribute in any meaningful way this year absolutely not there's almost no chance bone in my opinion that really? bones well. highland would be a contributor for Denver this year um and if you gave michael malone that and said hey We're, you know, you need to get this team to be a top 10 defense to have a realistic shot at a title. Here's Bones Highland to help with that. He'd be just like, what are we doing here? Um, I would even say that Bones is a little bit of a two year project player, meaning I wouldn't just looking at him, could uh, most realistic scenario, could he be an impact spot up shooter next year or, you know, not this upcoming season, but the year after? Yeah, but could he be more than that? I don't know, man. Like, he has a lot of work to put in, even just physically. So I think he's more of a like three year prospect than. Than even just a one year so I, I even,
0: even the high-end versions of it like Brandon Ingram took two three years before totally. he was physically ready to play in the NBA
1: and he's 6'9 yeah. right that's a 6'9 right. player like you get down I mean there is Emmanuel quickly um who's made an impact for for the Knicks so but so maybe you could look at that and be optimistic but Denver's in a different scenario and they have different needs so
0: I'm a little out what about you vote um, I don't know if I'm out. I don't know. He's definitely not my favorite guy we've looked at so far, but he is a guy where like, let's say we're sitting there. It's draft night. Denver pulls the trigger. Can you talk yourself into it? Especially there on the show trying to have some fun. Yeah, man. You just go, well, this is a shooter with NBA range. It's another weapon. We'll see what happens, but he's not like I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm a Springer guy personally. And I also may be leaning more towards that archetype than, than bones. Yeah,
1: and but when I say I'm out on bones, by the way, I mean for Denver. Sure. People adding me when he goes for thirty points playing for the Orlando Magic, and then April drops thirty points. I'm just saying for Denver, I don't, I don't know that he fixes any problems that they have.
2: Yeah, I I can see that, but I mean, when you're picking at twenty six, I don't know if you can expect any rookie to come in and fix a problem that you have. Right. That's a great point.
0: (laughs) That's okay. Well, that's the weird thing about this draft and also like you look at some of these mock drafts and where they're slotting guys for Denver and you'll see like, well, Denver could use another ball handler with Murray out. And it's like, dude, I don't think Malone is going to play this, this 19 year old ball handler at all until Jamal Murray's back. Um, there's, there's no a weird way thing. Malone would
1: play Bones, man. I just would be so shocked. Yeah. Yeah. If you play it there, So they're,
0: they're, Denver's kind of, th- you probably just have to take the best player available, right? At 26. And, and like, you're not really plugging any holes, but I don't know.
1: And you probably have to take a guy who's more understanding that it, uh, you, first year is, is, you're going to be on the bench. Unless you have one of the two or three guys that is like more, hey, there is a chance for you to be a defensive specialist here this year as a rookie. But outside of that, I would agree. Let's take our last yeah. break. On the other side, we have one more guy, BJ Boston. Very interesting guy. Another one of these big recruits, underwhelming freshman season. How do we, What do we make of that? So we'll talk about him next.
2: Guys, they got a lot of good deals going on at Solace Meds right now throughout the month of July. You can get 25% off all WANA, 20% off all Open cured resin cartridges, 20% off all Green Dot Concentrates, uh, tons and tons of other deals at Solace Meds. You can always get 20% off when you use the code DNVR20, though, at checkout. So roll into any of their four Colorado locations. They got one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway. One on East Colfax, just blocked from the DNVR bar. Drop the code DNVR20 at checkout. You will get 20% off your entire purchase. If you stop in at that Wheatwood's location as well, uh, you're going to get a free Solace bar or King Cone with your purchase too. But remember that code DNVR20 to get 20% off uh, from Solace Meds. (laughs) It's not quite
1: that. Sorry, Harrison, keep going. we're just having
2: some fun over here. Just keep going. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, let's see. Chevalier Mortgage. These guys, they've been in the mortgage business forever. They know everything about it. It can be really stressful trying to buy a house right now, especially if it's your first time. Um, if you've gone through the process, you know how stressful it can be. Mike and Virginia Chevalier, they're experts, though. They've been in the mortgage business forever. They can make a really difficult process, super easy. So check them out at dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation with those guys. Again, visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number one nine one zero six three one. (laughs) <laughs> less less. <laughs> um finally 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 at Hassle Cattle Company go to HassleCattleCompany.com use code DNVR10 you're gonna get 10% off your entire purchase at checkout they've got every type of Wagyu beef you can want at Hassle Cattle Company uh they only you know carry Wagyu because it's the best we've also got Wagyu beef at the DNVR bar in our burger One of my go-to items on the menu. I saw Adam in the bar the other night eating a burger. He's going to town on it. Going to town?
1: town I was eating the burger. What's I supposed to do to it?
2: Loving that Wagyu beef. Loving it. Uh, You can try it out at the DNVR bar if you're in the area. If not, go to HassleCattleCompany.com. Use the code DNVR10 for 10% off your order. Any order over 200 bucks, you will receive free shipping. Check them out today. You will not be disappointed with Hassle Cattle Company.
1: Um hey, great job on getting that done before the song ran out. In fact, right at the end of the song. Look, yeah. at, look at that. Winding down here. Winding down. That's fantastic work. Um, I don't know. You're speaking of Hassle Hassel Cattle Company. I don't think I'm I'm. oh Eric 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 wants to pop in for the, the Hassel Cattle of Company. Of course. Yeah, that guy's got hassle that. cattle company dripping out of his skin. Yeah, I what's I, your I, cholesterol I just, at? Like seeping <laughs> out meat. of his pores. <laughs> yeah. I assume he was a ribeye last night. He probably had one for lunch. Um i don't know if i can share this so this you guys keep this a secret don't don't let the boss know the greatest menu item in dnvr bar history that went away when the pandemic went away so i actually have never even had it i've only seen it and it looks fantastic is coming back to the menu that's all i'm gonna say that's all i'm gonna say is it the is is it the uh, redacted (laughs) is this what you're thinking
0: uh, I don't know what that means. I have Five. no idea what that You means. don't know what it is. It's great, though. It's great. So you guys can wait for that. It does Are... look like you've got a thin film of pizza grease on your computer camera. Though.
1: I don't... I, I, I was trying to get it off there earlier. I don't know what's, what... I don't I even know where the saliva, camera saliva smudge. Is. It could be some juice from a uh, ribeye. <laughs> juice from the ribeye. Um, all right. So, Harrison, we have another one here. Here, I have my... Mike, this is what you're supposed to use for these. Let me see if this works.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, my uh, God. 80 so 80 now.
1: Wow. Look at that. Um, What's he say? I was about to – I don't know what did I did. Come to Denver. I don't know why I talked you out of that. Yeah, come
2: come to Denver, drop into the bar, have a Wagyu Burger.
1: Oh, oh, definitely.
2: Or you have we'll a new it menu beef. item
1: that's coming back that you're going to love. You can have that first. Um, All right, Harrison, BJ Boston. BJ Boston. First of all, I gotta say, Rob uh, Rob Nugg says he can't root for anybody with the name Boston. Understand that, but also BJ, why not? Why not a BJ? I don't know. <laughs> Who doesn't B- root I for mean,
2: BJ? The name BJ Boston kind of just rolls off the tip of your tongue. It's another it great. It's a great name. It's another great name. Um, yeah. All right, BJ Boston, six uh, seven wing with a six eleven wingspan. He's nineteen years old. Spent one year at Kentucky. Like you were saying, Adam, former big time recruit, former five-star recruit, top five ranked player in his class, played his senior year of high school at Sierra Canyon with Bronny James, Zaire Wade, just an absolutely stacked team. I think Zaire Williams from Stanford was also on that team as well. Yeah. So he's a big time guy. Everybody, you know, in the college basketball scene, in the prep hoop scene knows about BJ Boston. NBA evaluators have known about him forever. By but, the way,
1: Sierra Canyon significantly better than my high school basketball team. Is that true? Is that true? <laughs> I'm just kind of across all these guys that are in the NBA and you're like, wow, imagine getting matched up
2: with them. Maybe better than your college team as well. Definitely
1: better than my. <laughs> are you kidding me? Of course,
2: they're better than my college team. Yeah, uh, but the thing about BJ Boston, he kind of got to Kentucky and just wasn't that good. Yeah. Um, he didn't even make. All freshman team in the SEC. I think there were eight guys named to that team. Uh, came on a little later in the year, but just was not a really effective college basketball player. And you look at like his measurables; they look great six seven with a six eleven wingspan, like really good size for an NBA wing. He's another guy, kind of like Bones Highland, where he's just wired to score. I feel like he's got good scoring instincts, a good looking jumper, but it was inconsistent for him last year. On drives, he's got great body control, really fluid to the rim, good change of direction. He's got a little bit of shake to his game, too. Uh, Can string together multiple dribble moves, you know, crossovers, step back between the legs and go to work on somebody. He just wasn't that good at Kentucky. And you can probably talk yourself into him being like, oh, you know, a lot of Kentucky guys don't look great Mm -hmm. at Kentucky and then they kind of actualized their pre-Kentucky form at the next level. Plus, the um, Kentucky
0: team was was just bad, right? Right. All it around.
2: was a weird Kentucky team where they just weren't good. They were, were not good either. So he had a rough year at Kentucky, but before last season, like I said, he was a
1: top-five recruit in his class. Hmm. I wonder if guys like this from Kentucky who go and have like underwhelming years and the team is bad, if, are they in fully in the Kentucky club? You know how there's a Kentucky club? we like they're all they're all buddies. Do you think Jamal Murray and Devin Booker are kind of like man? You guys sucked, you embarrassed <laughs> us. I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, he uh, more than even even than the last guy, Bones. Uh, B.J. Boston really reminds me of Brandon Ingram physically. Just like I mean, again, they're both shorter. Brandon Ingram six nine, but again, another fellow skinny guy just really really long really lanky and he uses that well i think it's funny we have a guy always rude in the comments but he always is like you look at the per this or that stat for this guy or that guy like he's a guy that you're going to look at all every advanced stat regular stat whatever and say this guy's terrible when you look at the film and i imagine like you could do individual workouts and there's things to light because the measurables are so great i mean he could be a six seven guard with that long weak wingspan and he really uses it well defensively. He gets into passing lanes. He pokes balls away, does a lot of that stuff. But it's all, un, you know, highlighted by the fact that he just wasn't a good player last year and in, um, in his one rookie seasons, or freshman season. So physical tools, some of this like empty gym stuff he looks really great in, but all the other stuff. Oh, here we go. A little
0: commercial here. What do we got? Okay. Yeah, so he uh, obviously did, he did not shoot well at all. Um, but again, that team was kind of a mess. And my understanding is people who have followed him closely and scouts aren't too worried about that. They still think Boston's Boston's shot will come around. Um, You know, I didn't watch a ton of Kentucky games. I I caught some, the shot selection from Boston always kind of gave me a little pause. Um, Definitely a bit of a, a guy who will go hunting for his own shot, dancing a little bit one-on-one and sometimes he's just dancing. Right. I mean, the, the first step isn't always isn't super explosive. Um, like so there are moments little moments possessions in a game where he does something where you go wow but there were very few i think complete games where you went that was a high impact player at least yet to this point in his career yeah
2: yeah he to me is definitely a grand rapids guy yeah um Man. like i could i could talk myself into bones contributing a little bit next season bj boston though Definitely not. Like BJ Boston is definitely a G League guy, at least
0: for a year. Are I you think- su- surprised at all, guys, that he's not going back to school? Given what he where where he was coming out of high school, where he could so- be drafted, as far as the caliber of player he thinks, you know. Think, he might view himself as. I think
1: Calipari is good with this. stuff. Like I've heard too many stories about these guys that have been on the fence, and Calipari's like, yo, I got a five star recruit coming in next year that'll probably start over you. Right. So I wonder if there's some of that. Just like he had an underwhelming year, and it's like, your spot next year is not guaranteed. So you come back, mm-hmm. you might have to come back and yeah. play even fewer minutes or. And, take even and yeah. Role.
2: And right now, at the point in his career, he's closer in time to being the five star recruit. You know, like that was only a year ago. I know. He spends another year in college and he doesn't play well. Right. Like, oh, maybe you're that guy instead of the five-star recruit, which he was just a year ago. Good point.
1: Um, I, Boston, to me, like he has some interesting physical traits to him. So there's part of him that I, I kind of like as a long-term project. But he has, of all the guys we've talked about, maybe the highest bust potential because yeah, his actual skills and impact right now are so low.
2: I mean, his floor is just never playing to be a minute. Ever, like that, yeah. That's
1: his floor. I mean, if, Trey Lyles had like – this was a Trey Lyles thing where you're like, man, the advanced stats don't like him and his regular stats and he, he always gets benched everywhere he goes. But he is 6'10". And you're right, like, right. okay, like, this doesn't actually matter if he can't Well, play. you know
0: what else scares me too about Boston is, is this a guy who's going to feel some sort of desperation to play himself back into the way he was once talked mm-hmm. about, right, as a number one guy, which was not that long ago for him. Um, whereas sometimes – in that late first or second round you're drafting 3 4 year guys who know exactly what their meal ticket is to the NBA uh, and know and know what their approach should be um is boston going to be a guy that plays like you know someone who feels like he should be a lottery player so
1: yeah so i today's a little underwhelming for me personally i'm out on boston i wouldn't really want
0: the nuggets to take him but he would be a second rounder though right i mean this is a, a 26 oh, for We're, sure yeah, yeah for so sure yeah, but can second you imagine the
1: nuggets it. trading for boston like that's almost worse
0: yeah yeah no i agree yeah, right. so I, yeah i don't see this happening and i'm not, not too keen on on seeing it happen
2: yeah i'm not really a boston guy either but i do like bones island
1: <laughs> bones islands your guy you're not leaving he's bones one island.
2: he's one of many guys he's one of
1: you're many not, guys who are mine you're not leaving bones highland island <laughs> oh god <laughs> is that what do you mean oof bones i heard a oof over island. there what was that what was that I no it was, that was great. great it was one. great yeah, it was thanks great. probably just great. just just say highland island highland island. island baby you're on highland island uh all right hey that was a fun show
0: guys it was especially smooth without eric i thought just like transition to transition, like very professional, buttoned up. Yeah, I know. So it was insightful
1: is even funnier in many ways, in many <laughs> ways. He added
2: a lot to the comment section. though. That's
1: true, actually. <laughs> there he is. There, he, last, is. there funny he is. Shot. Look at that smiling face. Too. That's the Eric we all know and love. Look at uh, that one. Uh, All right, everybody. Thanks. Hit the like button for us on your way out the door. Don't forget, tomorrow is casual Friday. It's the most casual day of the week for us. We'll have more prospects. We're getting through. I feel like we have quite a few prospects. We've already made our way through. Like, I feel like I have most of these guys. We've probably got another 10 to get through between now and next Thursday. We'll make our way through all of them. And then don't forget, next Thursday, we're going to be live for like five hours during the entire draft. You can watch it here on our YouTube page. That'll be a lot of fun, but it'll even be more fun to come down to the DNBR bar where you can also listen to the show maybe even participate in the show we have some ways to bring the audience in if you're down at the DNBR bar you got something funny there
2: yeah can you uh put this picture up that i just put in the private chat this nuggets tweet that just came out
1: the nuggets chat
2: no like the, the, private pri- chat. the private chat that just uh, on Streamyard oh, that just, stream, oh. that link oh let me put see up that link really quick put up that link if you can all right share screen i'm going over here let me see if i know how to do this chrome tab so we got we got zeke in the lab here okay go to the zeke pick and then just zoom in on michael malone there in the background
1: Just looks so pleased. Looks so pleased. (laughs) (laughs) What do we have in the lab today? So we know we had uh, Aaron Gordon. We got Zeke Najee. We got Marcus. Marcus Marcus. Marcus. Howard is in the in the house. This is ramp up for Summer summer League, baby. Let's get it. Look at these guns, by the way, guys. Dude,
0: yet another another Summer League that I'm stoked for. Look at I know
1: we talk every every year about this time. We're like, oh hell yeah!
0: I've already got my bold predictions
1: for Summer League. Just percolating oh i love it all right everybody we're out the door have uh have a good day be safe let me see if i can find where's the outro um there it is yeah we'll do it live we'll do it live that's not the outro here's the outro
0: It's Thursday, a.k.a. the Day of Strav, a.k.a. the Day of Strava Craft Coffee. I'm coming to you to talk to you about the delicious CBD-infused coffee. Once again, I am once again asking you to use code DNVR25 at checkout. Get 25% off your first order. You can also get 20% off every shipment when you sign up for their subscription service. You choose what dosage, what flavor, when it comes to you every two, four, six, eight weeks. Check out StravaCraft Coffee, the delicious CBD infused coffee, and the only coffee on earth that will leave you honking like a goose.